My name is Erin Kenny. I am a registered dietitian, holistic cannabis practitioner, and master of nutrition science. Welcome to my podcast, Nutrition Rewired, where I share cutting-edge, practical advice to improve your health and debunk myths to help you rewire the way you think about nutrition and wellness. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. In today's solo episode, I'm going to be talking all about dietary lectins. There's been a lot of conversation on social media claiming that dietary lectins are a cause for obesity, chronic inflammation, autoimmune disease, and even digestive disorders. 30% of the foods that we eat have lectins, so this is really important. If lectins truly are causing all of these chronic diseases and inflammation, we need to know about it. So let's dive into the research. First, let's talk about what lectins are. Lectins are a class of proteins that are widely distributed in nature. We find them in plant sources and animal sources, including legumes, grains, nuts and seeds, certain fruits and vegetables, and they're even found in animal-based products. Foods with the highest amount of lectins include beans, lentils, peas, soybeans, peanuts, and whole grains like wheat. Lectins have been shown in research to act as an antioxidant, which is protective of our cells from damage caused by free radicals. They also help to slow the digestion and absorption of carbohydrates, which is really important for blood sugar balance and patients who have high insulin levels. Early research is even looking at the use of non-toxic low amounts of certain types of lectins to stimulate gut cell growth in patients who are unable to eat for long periods of time and in anti-cancer treatments due to the ability of lectins to cause cancer cell death. Wow, that's incredible. If you look at the research on the populations that live the longest, when you look at their diets, these types of populations consume a lot of lectin-containing foods, like legumes, whole grains, and nuts, which have all been associated with lower rates of cardiovascular disease, weight loss, and type 2 diabetes. On top of all that, these foods are a rich source of B vitamins, protein, fiber, minerals, and healthy fats. So how is it that lectins have gained such a negative reputation when there's so many health benefits to these foods and when the populations that live the longest and the healthiest lives seem to consume these on a regular basis? The first is the connection between lectins and inflammation. Lectins can actually trigger an inflammatory response in the body when they are consumed. Almost everyone has antibodies to some dietary lectins. This means that when we consume lectins, if they enter our bloodstream, they can stimulate an immune response. One example of this is lectin poisoning by raw or undercooked soaked kidney beans, which have a very high lectin content. I don't know about you, but I'm not consuming raw kidney beans on a regular basis. The way that you prepare and consume these foods is incredibly important, and I'm going to get to that in just a few minutes. So lectins can cause an immune response. We know that. And that might sound like a really negative thing. However, I like to use the example of exercise to put this into perspective with my clients. When you exercise, you're creating inflammation in the body. But exercise isn't bad for you. 
In fact, when you exercise and create inflammation, your body upregulates different processes in the body to help protect yourself and actually make you more resilient. You can think of lectins in the same exact way. Exercise, for example, if you're exercising too much and constantly creating inflammation, that's not a positive thing. But when you create a little bit and then repair, that's actually healthy and protective. You can think of lectins in the same context. Another conversation around lectins is the impact that they have on mineral absorption. Both animal and cell studies have found that active lectins can interfere with the absorption of minerals, especially minerals like calcium, iron, phosphorus, and zinc. What happens is, is these lectins are very competitive. Again, bringing in the conversation about sport. So you have this very competitive player in the game in absorption, and these lectins can bind, making these absorption of minerals less efficient. So lectins can bind to minerals, but they can also bind to the cells lining the digestive tract. And in certain individuals, in certain amounts, this may disrupt the breakdown and absorption of certain nutrients and affect the growth and action of the intestinal flora. As I mentioned earlier, there's research going on as we speak of how lectins can help stimulate gut cell growth. So there appears to be this delicate balance of lectins being a very positive factor in overall health, but maybe in large amounts and in the way that they're prepared, they can be harmful. And there's also certain individuals that I would say are at much higher risk for having a negative reaction to these lectins. For example, patients who have inflammatory bowel disease and are in an active flare-up, patients who have IBS and have underlying gut issues like candida or H. pylori or dysbiosis, they may be more sensitive to lectins because they may exacerbate inflammation that their gut really can't handle if it's already under high amounts of stress and inflammation. So let's talk about preparation methods. It's important to remember that eating foods with high amounts of actin lectins is pretty rare. And one reason is that those high amounts of lectins are most potent when the food is in its raw state. For example, raw kidney beans, raw lentils, which if you read the side of a package of any of these foods, it tells you that you need to cook them. So here are some things that you can do to reduce the amount of lectins in your food, making them easier to digest and making absorption of minerals more accessible. Lectins are water soluble and they're typically found on the outer surface of a food. So exposure to water, removing skin, de-seeding can sometimes help reduce the lectin content significantly. Cooking methods such as boiling, stewing, or soaking in water for several hours can inactivate most lectins. Interestingly enough, cooking at a very low temperature for a long period of time is not as effective as cooking at a high temperature for a short period of time. So something to consider if you're making a chili or you're making some sort of lentil stew, try to do this in a short high temperature method versus a long duration low temperature method. Sprouting legumes, seeds, and grains can also reduce the lectin content. You can even find some sprouted grain products in stores. For example, in our house, we use the 365 sprouted oats regularly. Peeling and de-seeding certain fruits and vegetables like tomatoes, cucumbers, and bell peppers removes the skin and the seeds, which are typically where you find the highest lectin content in these types of foods. Fermentation 
such as in the case of sourdough bread and some fermented vegetables, can also reduce the lectin content. This fermentation process actually breaks down lectins and makes them less harmful. In addition to all of these methods, finding a balance with your diet. If you're eating a lot of beans and lentils, even listening to this right now, you might be thinking, no way could I sit down and eat four cups of lentils for every meal, right? That's a lot of fiber and a lot of lectins. So avoid relying heavily on a single food source. And this is why I always preach a balanced diet. It's important to include foods that are low lectin, foods that are higher lectin, so that we're also ensuring that we're getting diversity to support a diverse gut microbiome, which we know is a healthy one. If you find that you have a sensitivity to lectins, it might be worth exploring potential underlying root causes of other imbalances going on in the body. One in particular is leaky gut, and this is something that we look at when we use stool testing in my practice. We look at zonulin, which is a marker of intestinal permeability. If someone already has a lot of leaky gut or they have a lot of dysbiosis going on, they might be more sensitive to lectins, and we oftentimes can reintroduce a lot of these foods back in after we've healed the gut and focused on those underlying imbalances. And this is how I designed my gut healing cookbook. It's meant to be a lower lectin, grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free book for people who already have a lot of imbalance and inflammation going on. But if you read the book, it also talks about the reintroduction, how these foods are meant to be reintroduced to support a healthy body after the imbalances are addressed. What really gets me fired up is when there are medical doctors and health professionals out there demonizing specific foods or food components like lectins because they could theoretically cause problems, even if that's highly unlikely based on how we eat them or because they actually do cause problems for a small percentage of people. Remember, nutrition should always be personalized, and there's a lot of different tools that we can use as dietitians to help personalize your diet even better. If you're looking for more nutrition support, my group coaching program starts next week, and I also am taking one-on-one clients. You can go to nutritionrewired.com or always feel free to send me an email at erin at nutritionrewired.com. At the end of the day, the number one goal is that you are feeling your best with the most diverse and balanced diet that's personalized to you. One of the biggest mistakes that I made on my healing journey was unnecessarily cutting out way too many foods, not realizing that this was actually making my gut issues worse. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to share the health.